six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. Tonight, Nathan and Travis terrify you with a pair of original horror tales. It's 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street and 2004's Saw. Today on Six Pack Double Feature. So I only sound like the guy from Men's Warehouse. I'm actually still Travis. Um, <laughs> and I'm still Nathan. <laughs> I guarantee But I, I, hope, I hope you like the way you look. Uh, either way. <laughs> I have uh, some sort of head cold happening. I feel fine. I just sound like... You've been in contact with the contact? I don't know. See, a lot of people I know have, have, this week have come up with... Uh, including including uh, my wife has head cold. Yeah, a couple people at work. Happy Halloween, gang. That sounded horrible. Oh, well, no, it didn't. I, I took that right oh. out. Oh. But you didn't take this out, did you? Yeah, nope. Magic of the <laughs> editing button. Uh, yeah, it's our annual Halloween double feature. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, horror marathon. Um, <laughs> this year... For Halloween, the original Friday the 13th. Wrong! God damn it, we're doing the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. And Saw. Both kind of innovators? Yeah, well, they created their a franchise out of both of them. The difference is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start with Freddy. Let's start with the Nightmare on Elm Street. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. Nightmare on Elm Street. No! She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Help me, please! Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street, rated R. Now playing at a flagship theater near you. Hang on, dude. I think I can do it. <clears throat> the kids of Elm Street don't know it yet. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet. It's not bad. That's pretty close. <laughs> Oh, I missed a... If I could just stay sick, I could have a career being like a dime store Percy Rodriguez. The Alex Rodriguez. No, there's already one of those. There, it, there sure is. The Bill Rodriguez. <laughs> it's as if God created the devil and gave him... Travis. Claws. The Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street... Probably in the series. I'm weird, dude. It's probably my second favorite. Uh, first, my first favorite being New Nightmare. Has it been that way for a while now? Well, or see, did you go? That's why I'm. That's, I'm weird. No, man, they're they're almost equal weight because you can't have New Nightmare if you don't have the original. Correct. Because it it sends doesn't actually it doesn't send it up at all. It's it's not really funny. Uh, it's very meta. Uh, New Nightmare is, and we're not talking about New Nightmare. We're talking about the original. But right. um, I just liked that it. It kind of. I like New Nightmare because it turns kind of the entire horror genre on its ear. Yeah. But not in a not in a piss take way. It It's been a little while since I've watched. Yeah, it just it just West got it, it just got meta. But you can't have it if you don't have, have this the first one. one. So this these are kind of they're godfatherish for me. Like I love the first one, but I love the second one better. That makes sense, but you can't No, that have, makes sense. You can't have one without the other. I need um, to watch a New Nightmare again. It's that been, said, it's probably been it's, it's been a some of me. it a little woodsy looking with the makeup and such, now, but yeah. yeah, which is ironic because the makeup and such in the original still pretty fucking on par. There's like one scene where it looks a little odd, 
And I don't know. I, I, it looks like they just taped shit on his face. And oh. There wasn't a lot of lighting. Yeah, I think really well. There's about. just one shot where it's just like everything else is fine, and they. It's almost like they purposefully kept him in the dark, lit it, and kept him in the dark because look, man. The makeup is shit today. <laughs> we don't have a lot of takes on Freddy. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah. I do. I love this movie. Um, I love it from a filmmaking standpoint. I love it from that they were sort of um, constrained by budget. And yeah, that forced them to do a lot of the effects in camera. Um, I'll talk about one of my favorite effects later. It almost died before it took off because he yeah. couldn't get funding, and then it <laughs> launched New Line Cinema. Yeah. Yeah, they, for a while, I don't know if they still do, but they called it the house, house that, that Freddie built. built. Yeah. yeah, it saved them from bankruptcy. Oh, it's they made their money back in one week. <laughs> Say pretty damn quick. Um, I think the first thing that usually gets me when I watch this one now, and I've seen it probably six, six, seven times, <laughs> not a lot, but I've seen it enough. It's when he's constructing the glove. Oh, you just the very hear beginning. the breathing. Mm. Is that your favorite scene? No, but it it. It bothered me a little. Like, uh-huh. it got to me. It's not my favorite scene. It's just it's what got to me specifically. And uh, Like, I don't recall paying attention to the audio because it goes by quickly. It's only like a minute and a half, yeah. if that. Yeah. And so you don't really hear his... <sighs> <sighs> and then he's cutting off the fingers of his knife or of his gloves but inefficient but weapon it's, oh. really a really inefficient weapon <laughs> i mean all those joints are going to break fast man <laughs> who do you think wins in a fight edward scissorhands or freddy i feel that i feel like edward edward, edward is constructed better <laughs> and, has, and, and edward has two hands full of scissors that is true but also edward really exists he doesn't though because he's not really a real boy but freddy's already dead so he's a ghost doesn't qualify as a nerd alert. I'm not no. doing that. How old were you the first time you saw this? I was probably 18, 19. Yeah, I, I was. I was. A, I still am a Jason guy. I, I I came to Freddy a little bit later. Um, Freddy's a little bit more rock and roll. What do you consider for Jason or Friday Thirteenth? Then, if if they're rock, if Freddy's rock and roll, smooth jazz for a rainy day. Okay. I get it. He there's a, the, the pacing is a little more subdued in in like a in a in a, in a Jason movie. Not subdued isn't the right word. It's a little more. Yeah, it's not really as fast. You're feeling talks in this one. Sure, sometimes too much. Yeah, not in this. The farther one. you get later, it becomes the Freddy show, and it, the fucking wheels come off pretty quick. Um, yeah, but I really have no recollection of the first time I saw it. Um, I, I was probably seventeen or eighteen. I was dreadfully frightened of Freddy Krueger as a kid, even though I'd never seen it. I'd Same. just seen commercials. Same. I wasn't allowed to watch TV it. TV spots scared the shit out of me. Yeah, um, I always thought he was in my closet, and it, I don't know why. But uh, yeah, I didn't see it until I was. I had uh, out, just out of high school. More I likely. had like a cousin-in-law that was from. He was from Laverne. Uh-huh. Uh, back when I lived back home in Indiana, uh, his mom is my aunt's sister by marriage. So we're like not really cousins, but kind of cousins, right? And he would come up for like a month every summer. It was cool because he'd bring Tennessee fireworks and shit, and he was a massive fucking horror fan, and we were the same age. Like, we'd be out playing in the yard, and my Aunt Janet would come out and go, hey, Joey, Tales from the Crypt is on, and I was like, I can't. I was like, no, come on, let's watch it. And I'm like, I can't watch it. So I would lay there with the fucking covers 
on the floor, covers over my head. Right. And yeah, that's how I saw a couple of the first Freddy movies was just, <laughs> and I would be like, dude, tell me when the scary part's over. Right, and I don't all. remember, I don't remember him like making fun of me as he rightfully should have. But Joey, if you're out there, thanks, man. I eventually borrowed like a, the full like box set when they had all yeah, yeah, seven yeah. or eight movies or yeah. whatever, either from Falcon or maybe, did you ever work? I can't remember if you ever worked with Britain at Mangrum? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It was either from Falcon or, or it was from Britain. And I'd watched all of them at least once. So I can say that I've at least watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I have not watched all of the Friday 13th. Yeah. Um, what's funny about the most of the horror movies that exist, the big ones anyway, they've, as far as I'm concerned, they've, they always existed. Because mm-hmm. I was four when this came out, so right. I have no memory of this coming out. So Freddy has just always been there, and he was the huge, big fucking boogeyman. By the time I I knew any, you know, being seven or eight, nine years old, if I knew what was going on, Freddy was like, he and Jason were the big ones, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of like with uh, I forget what movie we were talking about. Maybe Back to the Future. To have been around before that was a thing, and then see that happen in the theater, right? That must have been truly fucking awesome. To have, have like. Witnessed it. Witnessed the birth of it. Yeah. Right. And been and been a part of the 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 experience of like your fandom brought this juggernaut to life. Um, Same with Star Wars. When you see Tina in the clear body bag, like standing there at the just the breathing, classroom, breathing. Like, well, it's obviously Nancy's having. She's dreaming. Sure. Um, and then you see her momentarily later, just being drugged down the uh-huh. hallway. I think that, along with a other handful of like images, have just become so iconic with this franchise. Sure, sure. Um, I think the other ones that are just synonymous with this film is the Freddy stretching like his head and hands out, kind of through the wall. It's a one bit. of my favorite effects. Spandex. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the making of. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, that night that I watched this, uh, I was just like, "Oh, that's totally smart." That's like, what does that cost? Thirteen bucks? Yeah. I mean, I need- a little more expensive. It was newer then, but yeah, still. Sure. But yeah, and it's so effective yeah. and simple. Um, the other one that I would argue would go in there too, and it's, uh, and we're getting a little bit off track, but it's okay. It's Halloween. We're going to treat ourselves, is my second favorite effect, which is when he's chasing Tina down the alley and his arms stretch the puppetry out. puppetry kind of thing. Yeah. They, yeah. Just, they literally just had super long arms, and they just pulled him with fishing line. I fucking love that. Like, if you tried to float that past the effects guy today, he'd be like, what? <laughs> what? Fuck out of here. Did no. you see uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, but it's, that's why ago. it's still, and I hate to harp on this because I do this all the time, but that's why it's still effective and it's why it's disturbing because it actually happened. It's not even an optical effect. It was in camera. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's never going to get dated. Like, it's always just going to be two guys on either side of him pulling fishing line and stretching well, his arms out. And it's I think, fucking beautiful. I think that, uh, while there are not a lot of kills in this film, sure, they're all very memorable. Not a lot of kills in, in Saw, either. No, there isn't. But you remember all of them. Yeah. You know? Let me hit you with a two-sentence summary. Wes Craven, for the second of three times, reinvents horror. By giving birth to the boogeyman to end all boogeymen. What are you drinking over there? Uh, just uh, Blue Moon's light beer, light sky. It's good. Mm, nice. I'm like drinking. Uh, I'm just having a high life. I'm just uh, 
Taking it easy? Yeah, it's the champagne of beers. If I was smart, I'd put a little orange juice in it for a little vitamin C, but Halloween, treating myself. Is there anything for you that doesn't work? I wrote down a couple of thoughts. I never really thought about it until the last viewing, but was the first about 87 minutes of this movie supposed to be Nancy's dream? I'd have to go back and watch. Well, he... Did you note this from memory? <laughs> no, I watched it, but I, I watched it like three months ago. Okay, because he, she, it's like when she finally admits, like I'm, I'm giving you no more of my energy, Freddie, and right. he dissolves into that digital dissolve, and she opens the door and she goes outside, and it's just a bright day, and has the weird dumbass conversation with her mother about her drinking, and you know. I can't remember anything from last night, but unless that's what they say when you, was it when um, when you finally hit the bottom? I just don't want to drink anymore, Nancy, and blah blah blah, and it plays like the first eighty-seven, eighty-eight minutes, or basically an entire dream of Nancy's, and I feel that if that's actually what it is, it feels like a cop out, and it feels like bullshit. If that's the case, I don't think that's the case. I think if so, I think that's the weakest part of the film is the ending. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's the case or the intention. I th- there are pockets of because she just goes from that door and she just walks out. Well, the that's front door. see to me that's the dream. Yeah, because I she, get that. She walks that out the door and, and, and it's like it's it's the only time that it looks dreamlike in the entire movie. Yeah, I think that's a dream. Just because it, they made well, that's a dream, not a nightmare. The choice that they made how the, how to film everything was you could not differentiate between real life and if they were starting to dream at first. Well, until Freddy shows up. Well, right. But initially, there was just something felt a little off. But even then, it didn't necessarily feel off until it was way off. So you never knew when that dream started. And I liked that with – or the, when the nightmare started. And I liked that with this film. But – I think the weakest part about the film is sometimes the performances. The mom. The mom especially. Yeah, especially there at the end. Sometimes I get frustrated with Heather Langenkamp's performance because it just feels like she's either angry or frustrated. And it's like, which knob do you want me to turn it to? Yeah, I, I've never, I've, I've never liked I've Ronnie never liked Blakely. the mom. For me, from the standpoint of being a genre film, a horror movie, it's perfect. It's like the gold standard of it. Right. <clears throat> the only thing that kind of dates it for me is the, or the, the, yeah, dates it for me is the music. It doesn't seem to fit. I, you talking about the score? Like, the, like when Freddy's chasing you? Yeah. It doesn't that, seem to mesh. I, however, I feel that the score itself, when it, before it gets to that, Sure. Just the score itself, that that whole thing, it was kind of creepy and unsettling. That's creepy yeah. and unsettling. I just and like I think the, that really works. The Freddy Chase music is what I'm talking about because it's it's almost akin to the Terminator, where okay. it, which it, it fits to me. It fits more in Terminator because he's a mechanical man. I don't know. It just it seems like that that the music always when there's especially when there's budget you, constraints, the music synth. No, kinda? it's like it's they had to go synth because it was cheaper. And music on a low budget movie, music is the thing that usually always suffers the most because it's the last thing you, you need it, but it, it's neglected. I think unless you're a carpenter, sometimes and you just get fucking lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, other than yeah, like you mentioned it, the mom. The it's, mom it, bothers me more than anything. Whacked out on benzos. Yeah, it's a little. More Which than... I mean, she just wasn't good in the movie. They could have gotten somebody that could play 
whacked out on benzos, alcoholic, because they they took a child molester and fucking burned him to death, and she's dealing with that. There should have been a funeral for Tina, yet there never was one. But when Rod dies, it's like the next scene is they're at the grave. Oh, you mean you mean uh, Richard Ramirez? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking night stalker. Yeah. You, the 33-year-old that's <laughs> still in high school. Hey, Tina, you want to go for a ride on my motorbike? Uh, <laughs> you're right. They could have done a really cool thing where Tina's corpse keeps fucking with uh, Heather. Right. Not Heather, Nancy. Uh, like maybe she opens her eyes and winks or something. Yeah. That could have been. Yeah, that could But instead, cool. it's all just her dream. But it, it just felt really rushed that it was like they never buried Tina. But they sure as hell buried Rod really quickly. What was your favorite line or scene? My favorite scene really is when Nancy's asleep in the bathtub and the hand comes up. I think that iconic imagery. How is, did they do that? They had a giant like tank underneath, but they had it uh, all wrapped with black plastic, so it looked like when you got when she got pulled under, it was completely pitch black and like Dark. it was bottomless. I mean, how did they? So I guess there was just a stunt guy. Underneath, with there was a tank underneath. So it's that a cut. Hole. It's a cutout bathtub. Correct. Okay. I mean, I knew it had to be something simple. I just couldn't. yeah. Um, and apparently they were using the real claw, so he had to. The stunt guy had to be careful. Tina's death scene is my favorite scene in the movie because it's so. Could it's you a, imagine being in that room watching that? Like I, I love that uh, Rod is on. Like he's the like, what the fuck it's is like, going it's on? It's third person, right? Yeah, and it's just right over his shoulder. So you're basically seeing what he's seeing, but yes. you're, you're only seeing him, right? So you can see how fucked it is that the room is turning. Yeah, and I I think it's one of my favorite scenes in The Fly too. Is the rotating room? Yes, it's just she is so she either. Didn't know that she was going to be flailing and flopping around like that. Or she got she, disoriented. Or she fucking went for it. Either way. She got disoriented because when I was watching the behind the scenes, like, Wes had to re, like, center her. Okay. Like, this is the floor. We're, this right now where we're standing, this is the floor, <laughs> even though it was the ceiling at the time. She got super disoriented because of that. that Which it her. works, but it works for... Sure. I couldn't tell watching it. Like, did she just, like... Like the girl in Lethal Weapon, did she say, no, 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 I'm going to go for this. I got this. I got this. You, <laughs> I, I grew up with older brothers. I'm used to being tossed around. Or did she get, like, fucked up? She got a little fucked up. Well, I'm glad uh, she's okay, but that's yeah. That's a fucking rad. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Um, I don't have really is any. Fa- is it your favorite kill It as is well? not my favorite kill. Okay. Uh, Glenn is my favorite kill. Because that's just a goddamn bloodbath, man. <laughs> it's, it might be a cop out, but it's so like again, it's another. It's part. Of, it's partly like Shining esque too. Because sure, it's uh, it's also a brilliant. It's just, it's just another rotated room and then filmed <clears throat> right now, side up, and then they just dump the shit out. It just looks like the the upside. I'm a sucker for that shit, dude. Upside down dripping. It's just. When the, oh, once, yeah. it's, once the it's, smoke is finally cleared, so to speak. It's disorienting because it's done that way. Yeah, yeah. and the blood is dripping upwards. upwards. Oh, it's so great. I love how he gets like pulled into the bed, TV and all. The TV and then like the stereo and everything come down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so ah, it's so good. My favorite, my favorite kill of the four. I honestly think Rod's is the most disturbing for me, even to this day. With the lynching? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just laying there asleep, and suddenly this, like, uh, sheet penis comes around his neck. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they shot that so well. Did they do that in reverse, I'm guessing? They must have, but they didn't cover it when I was watching the the making of. And I like how he taunts Nancy from the, the basement. Yeah. That shot of him, like, it's almost not noir-esque by any means, but it's a downward shot. 
Um, did you think you've mentioned the tub scene a couple of times? Did it ever occur to you that that's like a modern revamping of the shower scene in Psycho? Oh no, I never thought about it like that. It, but it, it, yeah, I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I don't have a favorite line. Uh, my favorite lines come in in uh, subsequent sequels, uh, and they're all Freddy lines. Right, like the one I say a lot of the time is like "Welcome to my world, bitch." Yeah, I say, and the other one is "Welcome to primetime, bitch." That's a good one. That when is he, a good one. When he takes uh, that blonde girl and shoves her face through the TV. TV? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Was that about where he peaked before he started going over the top with the Freddy show? What? Yeah, because that was that was that was part 3. Dream Warriors? Dream right? Warriors, yeah. Part 2, most people hate part 2. I'm not a big fan of part 2. Um they were trying something with that. And yeah. I appreciate what they were trying. Um there's a really good documentary about uh Freddy's Revenge. I uh, know it's on Amazon. It might be on Shudder. It's called Scream Queen. Okay. And they talked to the guy that, I can't remember the character he played, but. The lead in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people always call it the gay one. Have you for seen, obvious for Obvious like, reasons. Yeah. And they, they try to say, like, it's not the gay one. It's like, eh, it's, it's not, the movie itself isn't gay, but it's it definitely. a lot of gay undertones yeah. and overtones. Honestly, I appreciate them trying to use the genre to, like, say something right it just in 1985 people weren't ready for it they just no. wanted to where's no 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 no. where's freddy yeah where's <laughs> i mean and freddy's fucking there's not, a lot of kills in that movie yeah and he's not to... in it a ton right um there's a really cool scene in it where he uh comes up out of the pool you're all my children that shit yes that's there's some good shots in in, in freddy's revenge not my favorite uh i think that you could get that kind of thing done now uh and it'd be much more well received today i think what i really liked about the original nightmare is craven decided not to make nancy just the teenage the scared teenage girl (laughs) damsel in distress no he made her fight back he made her fight back he made her resourceful yeah like when glenn sees the book about booby traps and and shit (laughs) it's like when when i watched the last 10 minutes of the film and i was just like did home alone rip off uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I believe a little bit, maybe I don't know. Uh, what did I call? Because it, it kind of felt like it. I have time. it in my side notes. I love it when Nancy goes all A team in her house with the yeah. booby traps. Like my favorite, my two favorite things in that are the sledgehammer, right? Rigged, like God damn. And then the uh, she basically skull caps the light bulb and puts yeah, puts powder like in it. four or five shells worth of. That's like, so cool. I yeah. thought that was. I thought that, that was, was pretty genius. Rad. <laughs> Did you do Magic Wand or Recast? I cheated. Um, I did both. <laughs> I did Magic Wand because I initially was wanting to have more kills in the movie. Okay. Um, I said Nancy needed to have more sexually promiscuous friends with absentee parents, but that would have added another 30 minutes to the runtime, and I think 91 minutes for this movie is like perfect yeah. on its time. Yeah. I just wish she had had more friends that were all parents of the ones that killed Freddy. So he had more victims to kill in the first film. I don't but, mind the body count. I, I, I but it, it's it doesn't lack it necessarily. But watching it again this time, going, oh yeah, favorite kill, and I'm like, oh, there's like four. Like, which one am I gonna pick? Like, how yeah. many how many people does the, does the shark kill in Jaws? Is it like three? It's, like three? it's that girl at the beginning, that little Kentner boy, and then he kills um, Quint. Bob Gardner's boat. Oh yeah, he kills Ben Gardner. Um, ben Gardner, Ben so, Gardner, Bob Gardner. So he kills four people. Yeah, and Pippet. Don't forget about the dog. Not confirmed. <laughs> Pippet never came back. They never confirmed. The Maybe that dog just ran away. In the ocean. Swam away. <laughs> you think you'd get a payoff. So 
I, I did both. I know we're not doing both anymore, but it's Halloween, and I'm going to treat myself. That's fine. I recast the mom with Linda Hamilton. There, I fixed it. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I don't think I would. It's the only person I would recast. If I was going to do that. Yeah, I. She's the only one that frustrated me. A 1984 well. Linda Hamilton too, because. She, to maybe, she wouldn't have been old enough. Be older up a but little I bit. But I get it, yes. Um, for my magic wand, I went back to a well. And uh, follow me here. What if Elm Street is just one of many, many streets in the mid-sized Midwest town of Hinkley Hills? Nancy's dad is down at the Golarama trying to get a handle on these teen deaths. And that loud mouth that set his whole street on fire last year won't stop complaining about having to pay taxes on his garbage cans. <laughs> And the fact that Geraldo never showed up. A Nightmare on Elm Street. A Burbs story. <laughs> they purposefully tried to cut out certain dialogue when I was reading through trivia to make it specifically Los Angeles because it was supposed to be set in Los Angeles. Oh, really? And then they tried to take... All of those things out that they didn't mention that California or anything like that. I'm like, you know, there's palm trees. Yeah, at the funeral. Like, real visible in several I shots. I think what, what happens is most people in the country don't live in California. Right. So it sucks some, even in a fantabulous movie like this. Right. It sucks a, a layer of realism out of it. Because I know whenever, whenever I watch Halloween, I'm there. Until that scene, uh, she's walking down the street, yeah, and you can see that one lone pine tree, right, or that one lone palm tree. It always pulls me out because that'd be my magic wand. Turn it into like, <laughs> if you could make the Burbs a franchise, the same world, yeah, the way that the Rogue One is a Star Wars story. <laughs> that's how I would do a it. A Burbs story. What's some trivia, bitch? Uh, they shot this movie in <clears throat> thirty-two days, which at that time. For the budget they had, that's pretty quick. Uh, it ran for 59 weeks. Jesus, really? Yeah. Uh, in its widest release, which was 12 weeks after it was actually released in the theater, it was in a total of 380 th- theaters. That's worldwide, right? Worldwide. Oh, no. Well, it was probably domestic. 59 weeks. 59 like, weeks. How long is a movie in theaters now? Three months, maybe. Yeah. On average. Like, um, were they... were. You might have this, but Freddy's Revenge came out in 85. Correct. By, I mean, I, I have to think by the time this came out of the theaters, they were well underway under production of the sequel. Maybe. Okay. I know they started shooting in January. The film released in November of 84. Okay. Uh, it had a budget of roughly 1.1 with marketing $1.8 million. That it almost made everything back on its... Opening weekend. Weekend. <laughs> Do you know what the number one movie was in 1984? Back to the Future. You're no. out. You're oh, you're a year yeah, off. Yeah. Um, Took place in New York. 84. It was supernatural. Oh, Ghostbusters. Yep. <laughs> Freddy's Revenge, but the Ghostbusters show up. Right. <laughs> uh, in the original script, Freddy was a child molester. Yep. However, yep. they decided. Uh, that they wanted to change it just just child murderer instead of a pederast and murderer. Got pederast Hanrahan. I but think they reincorporated the child molester storyline with that the remake. Wretched I, remake. I Have you seen it? No. It's, it's worth one viewing. One viewing. That's just about to, it. Just to go like, God, why? Um, I think they took the child molestation thing out of it 
There was shit going on in California at the time. Oh, was there? Yeah, that was one. Of the, Guess what? The there still reason. is. But yeah, uh, there it was in the news. It was big at that time. But you kind of you don't root for Freddie, but I think him being a pederast would make you not want to root for him at all. Yeah, not that you ever root for him. You know what I mean? But there's yeah. a, there's a like <laughs> okay, there's, what's he going to say now? You know, like there's an underdog quality. No, not an underdog quality. Like you just like. You know he's going to kill somebody. Right. So you want it to be entertaining, and you want him to say something funny. Well, apparently he loses his hat a lot because he put his name in his hat. But you know if he's, if you know he's diddling kids, you're like, oh, here comes that creepy fucker. <laughs> Hi, diddle diddle. Um, the very, what was it, the very first time that we see Freddy in the movie, he isn't actually being played by Robert Englund. It's a special effects man, um, Charles... Ballardinelli. Uh no 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 no. The sparking the sparking glove scene. The sparking glove effect, excuse me, yeah. that you see yep. um was achieved by attaching the glove to a car battery. <laughs> and the famous scraping noise was created by scratching a steak knife on the underside of a metal chair. The idea behind the glove was a practical one for West, on Wes Craven's part. He wanted to give the character a unique weapon but also something that could be made cheaply and wouldn't be difficult to use or transport. And then was inspired by the primal fear of people being attacked by animal claws. Hmm. There is a scene where Nancy attempts to warn Glenn that Freddy is coming after him. She looks down to discover Freddy's mouth and tongue have taken the form of the bottom half of the phone. Uh, the effect was made with cheap rubber and prosthetics. The effects teams also reported uh, reportedly stated that Heather Langenkamp uh, wanted to take the prop home after shooting, which they thought was unusual. <laughs> um, Can I get three, four more of these? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they lost the glove, the original glove. Oh, wow. Uh, after the second movie, it was loaned for the set of Evil Dead because you see it hanging in the shed. In Evil Dead 2, oh, not yeah. Evil Dead, but Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, 2 yeah. um, when they delivered it to be used for Dream Warriors, it got lost, and they think it's... In Bruce Campbell's garage. No, they think it is actually uh, owned, not owned, but they think that uh, Robert Englund's agent has it, hmm. but they never were able to confirm it. Regarding casting, there are one, two, three, four, five, six specific... Actors that you would all know. Well, I know Charlie Sheen is one because this I is totally it. the third time we've we had to do, do this. this. <laughs> uh, Charlie Sheen is number one. John. I could see Charlie Sheen as either Rod or Glenn, to be honest with you. He was to play Glenn. He wanted too much money. Um, John Cusack. Mm, Brad Pitt. Mm, imagine how young he <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I could see Brad Pitt. Kiefer Sutherland. Hmm. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. 80, 84. Yeah. And C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell what? <laughs> uh, I, could I could see, see any of those, yeah. really. Because Glenn is a subtle role. He doesn't really have any... He's just like hot boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all. And he's he's kind of the goody, two-shoes preppy kind of kid, too. Yes, kind of, yeah. He's definitely not the bad boy. That was Rod. Have, so. you seen, uh, have you seen any of the Freddy sequels? Yeah. Do you remember his cameo in Freddy's Dead? No. Johnny Depp. It's been a long time. There's so. a scene where, like, one of the kids, his dream kill thing is is TV, mm -hmm. and Johnny Depp is 
doing a this is your brain this is your brain on drugs thing right commercial in it and it's like is he johnny depp or is he glenn right but it's it's another one of those this is one of the first genres to do like meta or the, one of the first genre movies to do meta stuff and they kind of did it even before that's funny um because this was his first role wasn't it it's like screen debut or screen something. debut yeah i don't know if it was he might have done a commercial or something but, but it was his first movie I think Johnny Depp's perfect in it. Yeah. Even watching it now, it's a little jarring because, like, God damn. Like, he's, like, so he's, young and. Well, and, he's a megastar now, yeah. you know? Or was. He's kind of not as much. Arguably now, but, on his descent. But, but, yeah. Okay. For 20 so, fucking years, he was a megastar. I could see. I could see any of those. Uh, and then the other odd casting possibility was that for Nancy's dad, Lieutenant Thompson, Roy Scheider was considered for the role. <laughs> And he would have. He, he would have worked. Fine. I'm just laughing because he would have just been like, uh, yeah. Sheriff Brody. But uh, I yeah. thought you were going to say um, Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> Avenge me. <Yeah. laughs> those are all decent. Those are all decent. Yeah. Also, Rands. One other thing that was kind of interesting that I came across that I was just like, well, that's it's not necessarily trivia, but it's a comment on the movie itself. Was like this movie can be seen as the f- the first nail in the coffin. Of the slasher genre, the golden age of slasher genre hit its peak from like in '78 with Halloween uh, to '84 when both Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, came out, as well as this movie. By 1984, the realism stressed in the slasher genre, as typified by movies like Psycho and Halloween, had become old hat. And filmmakers like Craven gave the genre a shot in the arm by adding other supernatural and mystical elements, thus cross-pollinating that with the slasher genre. So Craven effectively moved horror away from the meat and potatoes of just blood and guts type thrills of like Friday the 13th into the realm of special effects. Yeah, in the mainstream, yeah. Yeah, in the mainstream. But there is a grand number of under the radar slasher flicks that came out in the mid to late 80s there's some fucking gems out there man is there yeah you gotta look for them or have a (laughs) shutter subscription right um there's some killer no pun intended there's some killer (laughs) shit out there and i know you won't i'd tell you to check it out but i know it's not your jam uh it depends on the movie but yeah uh but the explosive popularity of the nightmare franchise had a ripple effect so after Nightmare on Elm Street, all horror movies pretty much started to rely specifically on special effects. Yeah. The first Scream was good. It was a little too like... On the nose? Yeah, a little too like brooding 90s boy shit. But I liked the whodunit, like who, yeah. is, who, is the, who is the killer. The costume I thought was stupid. I only enjoyed the first Scream. Yeah, Not, same. The, I, I, I was about a year or so ago. I just went. I went back and I was like, you know, I, I, I hate this franchise. Maybe I'm wrong. I should go back and watch it. And I know I like the first one, so I watched Scream. They were on somewhere, so I watched Scream Two and Scream Three. I was like, man, they, they degrade. Scream Three is basically like I'm a pizza Steve. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they were in Hollywood. That's the thing with making and, a meta horror movie is if they tried to double meta the movie. And yeah. it's like looking into too many mirrors at once. You know what I mean? You get confused you get, or it hurts. Uh, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> still hold up? Final thoughts? It still holds up. Um, I really learned to enjoy this film once I started to appreciate the craft that went into creating this film. Um, I don't think it's it's Wes Craven's best directorial work. 
Um, I would probably give that to like you've seen the Serpent and the Rainbow, right? Yeah, it's fucking freaky. That's a that's a whole different type of horror movie. Yeah, but I think it's that or maybe Scream. Personally, you know that that's just my preference. But it's truly an intelligent premise that you sure. didn't have before Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, anybody who's a fan of the movie knows it's based on like there's a there was a phenomenon in um, it's like. Thailand or yeah, Asia, was, yeah. somewhere in Asia. Like that, dudes were so scared by dreams. A couple of dudes that they were, were dying. That they died. Yeah. yeah, it's it's truly an, and the premise itself is just I think ingenious. Like it's there's simple. no safe way to hide. You go to sleep. There's still sure. there's a killer after you now when you sleep. Um, but combining that along with creating some of those really iconic images, I think that it that this movie often stands heads and head and shoulders above most of the other 80s slasher films in in many regards just for its creativity if nothing well, else well freddy ran yeah he talked michael myers didn't talk and he didn't run jason didn't run and he definitely didn't talk no <laughs> he didn't arguably do anything other than just raise a weapon or hit you until kane hodder came along and gave him like the menacing and the head tilt kind of thing yeah, right the he gave it some personality it, but without it, yeah yeah, I once I got around to watching Freddy movies, uh, I still I think I still harbored a little bit of fear of him from being a kid. Once I was like, okay, dude, <laughs> you're 17, 18 years old. This is a fucking movie, you know. Once I got around to watching him, I I loved him. Uh, this one especially, and like we said earlier, New Nightmare. This movie doesn't waste any fucking time, but it somehow takes its time. And yeah, I did notice that. Like it was ninety ninety one minutes, but it felt like. 92, 93 minutes. Yeah, totally. No, it does. It, it, it takes its time without wasting time. Yeah. And I don't know how he did that. <laughs> it was. No. It's, it, it's, he's, he's good at his job. Um, this movie basically blew the fucking lid off of horror and brought horror to a lot of people. This is kind of like the, the Beatles of horror, if you will. Yeah. Because it made it more accessible to everybody which is a good and a bad thing because you just as you talked about it it became the fucking one of the final coffin nails in good horror good mainstream horror in my opinion for a while um it's kind of like they started now stretching the elastic with the whole james bond thing yep yeah exactly and i would love to be able to finish my notes articulately but our new dog has chewed up half of my page here <laughs> <laughs> so if i get a bit staccato it's because I kind of mirror here what you're saying. It took the archetypes of the 70s and made them a little more, gave them some more personality. Yeah. I, I don't even mind that they gave Freddy a backstory because they didn't go terribly into his backstory. That could be a fun movie. Is like, you know, Fred Krueger, you know, a nightmare story or whatever, not to <laughs> make it that. But I don't show him like pederasting kids or whatever, but him killing when he was a real person as opposed to him killing as the ghost. I don't know. Um, like I said, too, later when it became the Freddy show, the tropes and tricks and the like, it's just like, okay, we got to have five minutes of dialogue before he pops up, says something really funny and then kills somebody. It, it They lost the focus on. It became too tongue, tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Or tongue and phone. <laughs> um, I'm just sitting here trying like, I know people like Dream Warriors a lot. Patricia Arquette was in that one, right? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was one of the ones where there was this thing in the late 80s. Um, Freddie did it. Jason did it. Phantasm did it. There's 
a blonde psychic girl and she fights the villain psychically. It's weird. I don't know. I, I think don't. Dream Warriors is also was Dream Warriors Rennie Harlan might have been, or he did the fourth one. He did one of the Nightmare Dream Dream Master is the fourth one, uh, and then it's the Dream Child, and then Freddy's dead. Anyway, um, and like you, you talked about it being the again the coffin nail. I think in an ironic sense, this this movie gave birth to that that franchise, obviously, and that's kind of what I think drugged the genre down in the late 80s and forced, kind of burnt the forest down and forced them to... I mean, horror in the early 90s was kind of piecemeal. You had, yeah. You had Candyman. I'm not a big fan of Candyman. I'm excited about the the remake Jordan Peele's doing. Um, there were some gems in there, but they were more like one-off, like Wes Craven's uh, People Under the Stairs. You ever seen that? No. It's silly, but uh, it's creepy. It's good. There were some uh, Tales from the Hood. Oh, the shit. Uh, Demon Knight was great. And basically until Wes Craven kind of did it again with Scream and gave birth to the late 90s, early 2000s stuff that I don't care for. But he's he's kind of your he's kind of your fence post of horror. I mean, you have him to thank for a lot of. He's definitely one of the four of Mount Rushmore modern horror. Absolutely. Villains. Yeah. Oh, no, I meant Wes Craven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Freddy, for sure. Yeah, what the fuck? I can, there's not... Little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could start the sentence, but then I don't know what the point of the sentence is, because it's... It's in... Out in the backyard. Out in the backyard. Right in the backyard you want to dig through that one? <laughs> nope. I don't even... My own opinion isn't even that valuable to me. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, any fan of horror is, is going to be a fan of Freddy, I think. You want to talk about Saul? Sure. Two men trapped where no one can find them with a choice no one should have to make. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through. Now, what the hell is this? One detective. I see you. On the trail of a madman is their only hope. Before dawn, make your choice. USA Today calls Saw a true stroke of genius. Saw. Bring it on. All right, let me try this one. Saw. Rated R. <laughs> I'll turn the bass back to where it normally goes. I was going to say, that was quite deep. Saw. Rated R. Rated R. How many times have you seen Saw? Twice. Me too. When was the first time you saw Saw? I, I probably. I'm going to try to not make that pun as many times as possible. Just start but... calling it Saul instead, like our text message. So I use voice text a lot of the time. And, and then I'm, it says too because it says sent by Siri or whatever. So oh, I see it on my end. Okay. So I knew it. I was don't voice. proofread most of the time because I figured the word "saw" is far more common for me to use than "Saul," like a Jewish fellow. So I sent Nathan. We were talking about this a couple of days ago. That's the name of the horror movie now is Saul. And a I, Jewish. Fellow. The only thing that I can't remember what it said, but it was like something about Saul, and. Right as I hit send, I noticed it, and I said I was peeing, and I said out loud, "That asshole is going to make fun." I was a straight up normal text. I said, "That asshole is going to make fun of the fact that it says Saul." And no shit. Two seconds later, he fired back, Ding. "Saul, what is that? The Jewish version?" <laughs> <laughs> and I had to laugh because it was a pretty good joke. Um, twice, yeah. I saw it once. I had down here first. How old were you when you saw this? Well, 24 was, yeah. <laughs> when it first came when, out yeah when it first came out um i probably saw this uh <clears throat> probably at sean powell's 
oh, wow. uh, when okay. it came out on DVD, uh, probably early 20, 2005. Saw became the like Halloween release for like six or seven years. Oh, it, like every year from 2004 till 2010, every year was another Saw. Maybe I've seen so the second Saw, one. So Saw or Saul is not your necessarily your jam for the type of horror movies that you like. No, this is torture porn. Yeah. Now, this one isn't. No, this one isn't. But this movie is. My memory would have told me different if I hadn't seen it again. It's more Hitchcock. Yeah, and to a, to a, to a degree, see. there's some implied. Now you see the aftermath of the guy climbing through the razor wire, Correct. and you see a couple like frenetic, dis, yeah, dis, yeah. quasi disturbing shots of him climbing through it. But you don't really see evisceration. You don't see a ton of. You see blood, but you don't see it. You don't see bloodletting. Correct. It's more in your mind because it's uncomfortable. This the the implication and the traps that he sets up. It's it's. Oh yeah, it, you don't want to go there. Or no. you, but it, it you go there in your mind regardless. The way Wes Craven watching. set up the landscape for the I know what you did last summers and the uh, Jeepers Creepers and the Final Destinations and all that homogenized crap of the late nineties, early two thousands. Saw did for torture porn, which ruled the mid two thousands through I don't know a good, four or five a, years ago. Yeah, a good. And to me, it's like, look, if so. that's your jam, that's your jam. To me, I don't. That's what I'm not. A fan. Well, you said uh, it's set up. Wes Craven set up horror to be special effects related, and that's what Saw basically did the same thing. Again, we're getting off topic, but it's okay. Yeah. It's Halloween. We're treating ourselves <laughs> because the first Saw movie. I don't know that you really see any. I mean, to me, the most disturbing thing is the dude sticking his hand in the toilet. <laughs> Especially when my thought was, why don't you go for the tank first? Oh, I yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I guess I would have thought. Go, Follow your heart. <laughs> Once you Not your ass, up, your heart. Your heart. Like the heart is on the tank. <laughs> would have been funny. Look at the tank. Jigsaw came in over the loudspeaker, like, no, no. I said, "Follow your heart, not your ass." <laughs> um. Yeah, I was probably. I saw this when it probably when it first came out on DVD. So I guess probably early '05. Um. Some friends had gone to see it, and they were like, "Man, it, the acting's really bad. It's not, it's not good." And like, they were like, "This there was this one scene where Carrie Elway's character is pretending to like act, and it's really bad." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And when I finally got around to watching it. I'm like, like, "I've seen Princess Bride. He's fine." In it's that. supposed to be bad. Like the I never thought about it like that. Like when he's uh, he no, 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 the no. Phone. The acting when he's. When he cuts off the lights and tells the guy that he's going to pretend to poison the cigarette. Oh, yes. That. they. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I get. Yeah. It's, I understood it's, that. It's supposed to be bad. Yes. Because they're not actors. <laughs> the characters aren't actors. Correct. Well, wow. Okay. So you don't consider these performances. They're no, just no, no, no. You're missing, you're missing my point. Okay. So Carrie always gets the two cigarettes. Yeah. And then the note that says, don't tell Adam, but there's poison in that guy's blood if you dip it well the you, note doesn't say that there's but, poison but it implies it yeah 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 Yeah. and then he can't bring himself to kill adam so he turns the lights off he turns the lights off and then whispers to adam like hey follow along i'm gonna act like i'm poisoning this cigarette and giving you the cigarette and then you act like you die they'll let me go is basically what he is says that what yeah because then he dips the cigarette in the blood right and then does the old okie doke switcheroo? And then, Why did I look right over that? Don't know. I did not. I that's don't remember what, that. That whole scene where then he's like, I know his acting. So of, still want that cigarette? 
Yeah, give it to me. And then he, gug, 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 he fake dies. He, they were like, that's really dies. bad. And I was like, it's supposed to be really bad. Because did not catch that. Do you want that cigarette? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's now it makes more sense. <coughs> now, if you want to talk about Carrie Elway's acting in the um, movie, it's not good either. Um, it was as good as what his paycheck provided. He was miscast <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, I, I I couldn't find anything in trivia as to why. Now, I did find out that he sued them because he was promised a certain amount of points and he felt that he didn't get them. Yeah, because the movie cost like one point two and it made a hundred million dollars. Just like quick. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't want to get to what doesn't work, but he, kind of like I said with Johnny Depp, when you go back and watch it, when you go back and watch Nightmare, it's like, oh, fuck, that's Johnny Depp. When you watch, for at least for me, when I watch this, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Carrie Elways. Yeah. Now, he hadn't had the same career that Johnny Depp had. Correct. Well, was going to have. So when you watch Nightmare, it's a retrospect, or it's a retroactive, like, oh, fuck, that's a huge star. When you watch, at least for me, when I watch Saw, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Carrie Elways. He had a great career. Kind of pissed it away, it feels like. I don't, I don't say I don't pissed know. it away. I'm sure he's doing just fucking fine, but he just he pulls me out of it because I know he's British. Yet he never does, he hardly rarely does British accents. Is he always, I, don't, I haven't seen him in anything his, else in a while. His American is not great. It's not bad. I mean, if, if I didn't know him. He's, no. Anyway. But you know it. Um, I didn't realize until this last viewing that this movie's actually made by a couple of Aussies. Both James Wan and Lee Wanell are Australian. See, now there you go, because Lee is the... Lee hit his accent well. Yeah. I, I, knew, I knew that the guy who wrote it, or wrote it with, or came up with the story with James, but he wrote the script. Huh. He was acting as Adam. I didn't know that until I was reading I, trivia. And I knew he was Australian, and I didn't That's click. I'm like, well hit, done, he, sir. He hit his accent really well. Um, now, I will say that I liked this movie when I first saw it. Um, I don't hate it. It was my reviewing was, it was just it was not as un, initially unsettling as I thought it was when I saw it fifteen, sixteen years ago. Sure, I love how it just starts. Yeah, kind of like Freddy. Yeah, um, I love how Nightmare on Elm Street movies are just called Freddy One, Freddy Two, Freddy Three now. But um, no, I liked it. It just starts with him waking up in that bathtub, and you're like, "What the hell just went down the drain?" And you. You they don't realize that that's... It sets it up for a, a repeat viewing. Not to spoil it, but it's almost a Kaiser Sose reveal at the end where you, you almost immediately want to go back and go like, was that in the room? Was that there? Was that what was happening? Was that what was going on? Was that really him? Did he open his eyes? Was he the one shocking them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get, it fuck does, it, I'll get it, to that's, that's my it, favorite scene is the reveal at the end. It's like, oh, shit. He was the fucking jigsaw was in the in room the, room the entire time. Like I remember, like just going, you know, not you had the you, not not usual suspects level of holy shit. I just got taken for a ride, but like a good fucking man, I just got taken for a fucking ride fifteen years ago. Yeah. Now now it's when you watch it, it doesn't. I have knew that, that was coming. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like I knew that was coming, but I there was a that, lot that I forgot about. I would there was a lot. I would I would have told you that ninety nine percent of this movie happened in that room, where it's yeah. more like it's fifty. Yeah, I would have not told you that Danny Glover was in it. I, I knew have, he was in it, but I I was trying I to remember. I straight how. up forgot. I wouldn't have told you. I wouldn't have been able to remember that there was that whole story of him chasing Doctor Lawrence, thinking that he's the killer. I would have told you that you never see anybody other than Jigsaw and the girl. I would basically I wouldn't have told you that Ben Linus is in it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and then they lead you to believe that it's him. Yeah, they lead you to believe that it's Danny Glover. They let you think, is it Dr. Lawrence? Is Dr. Lawrence doing a little, is he in the room watching Adam suffer thing? Yeah, that whole end sequence is basically my favorite scene where it's like everything that you've seen has been a ride. That, have you seen the short that this was? No, I never saw I'd like short. to watch the short. I'll I bet it's, it's on I'll, YouTube, possibly, maybe. Probably. I'll bet it's good. And he couldn't, he couldn't get funding. They couldn't get funding in Australia. They had to actually go to the U.S., which just seems, at the, I guess at that time, it was difficult for them. I don't know. Hmm. I feel like that's something that they would have been able to do, but I guess not. Was it filmed in Australia? No, it was not. But they are both Australian. James Wan is he's either Taiwanese born like mm. thailand but he his nationality is he is australian okay. he grew up in australia gotcha um same with lee Wanell is he's not taiwanese <laughs> he's, he's white. a white guy he's a white guy you saw him he's in the movie yeah he's of european but, descent but when they both talk you're like oh and <laughs> what doesn't work for you <clears throat> i had a couple of a bullet points i've got i've one. got a couple too uh we kind of talked about um one already but i'd like to emphasize people often complain about lee Wanell's performance when they look back. And I think that that's bullshit because I think that Carrie Ells is considerably worse. But My like, first I, thing that doesn't work is Carrie Elways. Yeah. I I put down, like we said before, I think it was a poor casting choice. I think... You think they were going for a got, name? I think they were, they were going for a name. I think that's why Danny Glover is the cop and he's not that effective either. He's because, not. He's one-dimensional. Um his performance, not Danny Glover, but Carrie's performance bounces between like feeling either a bit forced, or he's too overdramatic, or he's losing his he's he's losing his mind in the last ten minutes, and I just don't buy. I don't buy any. I don't buy any of it. Um, I. I mean, look, good for him. Yeah, he's a better actor than I'll ever be. Right, <laughs> but I also I also feel that that the MTV style editing in parts is a little dated. The rapid cutting. Uh, this film features the worst car chase ever put on film. Oh, no, I love the car chase. <laughs> it's so dumb, though. Do you know how they did it? How? It was in a parking garage. The cars aren't moving. <laughs> I know. You I can tell. I fucking love it, dude. I no, know. That's, it's, ing it's ingenuity. That's old school but, filmmaking shit. Yes. I love that. That's that's being fucking bound some way. Like, if they were limited by their budget. If and you're I get watching it, this it's... movie and you're you're invested to that point, you're not going like, oh, the cars aren't moving. You're looking at it going like, that's... There's something off on this. That's something, yeah. No one's going to notice that. That I love. Did I, you the last thing that last thing that didn't necessarily work but I think it was just I noticed it this time. Um Lawrence should have realized that in the revolver there weren't any spent shells when he opened it. Oh shit, I didn't realize it till you he, just said he it. He cracked it open to go put one in. He there was no empty casings yeah. in there that he needed to remove. And if that were the case, that guy <laughs> Also, if you yeah. want to get split your hairs about it or split your wig about it as they say, that's not the kind of blood pattern you would see if that guy blew his head off in there. It would have gone. It would have painted every fucking. 
it would have looked like this room. It's like a 357, dude. Yeah. If that guy blew his head off with a 357, there would be spatter, not a puddle. There's no spatter in there. There's no spatter. Again, there would have been a lot of blood down eventually, on the ground, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but that's the suspension of disbelief. I got my summary. My two sentence summary. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> You know, I started changing mine after I heard that for the first time, Dick. How how so? <laughs> By being a little... A little more summarizational? Sum- yeah. <laughs> uh, Carrie L. signs up to play the worst escape room ever. <laughs> While Detective Danny Glover fails to follow police protocol, loses his partner, and then loses his mind while chasing down Ben Linus from Lost. <laughs> Insert red herrings and Shyamalan-esque twists here. <laughs> That's three sentences, but I'll let you have it. Uh, it's Halloween. It was, We're treating ourselves. I only I see right here. I only see two. Just because you're but poor at punctuation doesn't mean it's not three sentences. Fuck off. <laughs> that was a good one. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that's what I put there first. I'm like, did what? There's what, a lot of like. Mixed... Did escape rooms exist before or after? I this? have an escape room joke somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they kind of threw a lot in this movie. It's a stew. It it's is. got the... and not all of the ingredients work, but most of them do. No, they're for mixing. What the type of they're movie. mixing Mexican and continental a bit here. <laughs> um, I don't know what element. It's too long. It was about 10 minutes too long. 10, 15 minutes too long. long. Yeah, it, it was, was about an hour and 40-something. I could have done away with the Danny Glover storyline, dude. You needed part of that, but I don't. I think it was a little too much. Couldn't it just be a cop? Why does it have to be? A cop and his partner that he loses his partner, and then it's five, six months later, and now he's lost his and mind. The timeline is too short, too. Like he's He's gone that far down the rabbit hole in five months. It should be like five years. I agree. It yeah. seems like it should be long, should have been longer. Yeah, he wouldn't um, have he wouldn't have come out of his stage of grief enough to. It was enough for me to forget that he actually lived past that. I thought when he got his throat slit that he was dead too. Like when I, I did too, him, and I'm that like, would oh he dies. Oh no, he's not. But now he talks like this because he got his throat sliced. That would have been a good choice is to kill Danny Glover. Yes, or recast it as Jeff Goldblum. So that Jigsaw could live out all of our fantasies right. and kill Jeff Goldblum. I like the calling card with Jigsaw. With nah, that's, that's well, the cutout. The no, the me. cutout of the skin off of his victims was kind of. Yeah, I thought kind that was. Good. I thought that was stupid. You're dumb. You're dumb. Um, <laughs> they tried to have like a almost like a B story with Danny Glover. Correct. Well, they did have a B story, uh, but it was more like C minus, and should have just been a cop partner's already dead. Right, but see, they try to see they, they they try to throw that timeline shit in there too, where it's like you've got two or three different stories, and then they eventually blend into one. Right there at the end of the third act, and it's okay. it's a little fo- it's a little forced. It's a little forced, they, and it's not executed for as long as it is. It still feels like <clears throat> just cramming it in. I, I think I said it before. I like how you initially, as they start to introduce these other characters, and they purposely made Danny Glover talk like that, so that you'd be like, oh, because. He says, I see you. Ben Linus's character says, I see you. Like, okay, is he the one watching? Is it him? Is it Ben Linus? Is it the doctor? Yeah, they place a lot of prop, they place a lot of good red herrings to make you wonder who yeah. it is. Yeah, I, unless I, you'd seen it. Right. And I like that. And I like how initially, when 
Like you meet the Ben Linus character in the hospital. Yeah, he's the orderly, right? Yep. Yeah. And then Well, you meet the patient. Sure. You meet sure. Jigsaw or, or whatever his name is. Tobin Bell. No, his actual character name. Oh, not, yeah. his, not his real name. We don't John. Care. His name is John. <laughs> uh when he first comes into the house, you just see like the bottom of his nose. They're purposely keeping his face out of frame. Right. And then they let you see it. And then they let you really see his face from profile. And you're like, fuck, that's the killer. Okay, it's the it's the orderly. And then you see him in the room, and you're like, holy shit, it's the orderly. And and then that reveal when he finds the, the tape, tape player. In his pocket, yeah. Office Max must have had a great sale on all of those. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is too long. It could lose about a foot. <laughs> I wrote that one down. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'll, I'll give you a B minus. Thanks. <laughs> I saw that one coming. I'll cut it out. I'll give you a typo. What were you going to say? Uh, Real quick, too. Um, the dog chewed my notebook before my notes on Saw, uh-huh. so I'm able to write around the rips oh, now. Oh, that's nice. So no more bifurcated uh, no more bifurcated words and sentences <laughs> for me. Anyway. Well, now that you mentioned the fact that when they turned the lights off and they kind of had a powwow about hey. fake, fake smoking this. Adam. I never, I don't know why I never caught that. But if that hadn't happened still in your smoking days, would you have lit up a cigarette that was just had fallen on the dirtiest fucking floor in America? Maybe. But I'm not going to smoke one that has blood on the filter. Yeah, that's what I thought someone would have seen. Did it feel like you mentioned that the MTV style editing? I have here that some of the cutaway scenes, like especially the Dr. Lawrence and his wife, and they're very like. It's almost like Tommy Wiseau set in that brick apartment with yes. the it's like a lifetime movie. It well it to me it felt like it was direct to DVD. It has that Well, it was actually feel. it was set to be really? direct to DVD and then they got like a test screening and it did really fucking well. Did the parking lot actually seem like a parking lot when he was outside? Being, well, no, inside where you realize that Adam has taken a picture of him. And that's where he got attacked. Did it actually seem like a parking lot, or they just parked four cars somewhere in a really large room? Like room. <laughs> none of this movie. None of this movie was shot outside. Yeah. Even the outside scenes were shot inside, made to look like outside. They couldn't afford exterior shots. That makes sense because you don't have to deal with lighting or weather. Yeah. yeah. You control all of that. Parking garage, I can get away. I can yeah. give you that. But the they went back to it three different times. That's the reason why I started thinking about it. Um, the one that it's there. There. Uh, like the living room, the foyer of their apartment. It just looked like mid nineties, uh, you know, doctor husband cheating on his wife with a patient. And then the patient gets psycho. Yeah. Like lifetime movie set dressing is what it looked like to me. And I get it. That's not supposed to be the point of the movie at at all. I love how, I love how Dr. Lawrence wasted a good hour of their captivity, just telling a relaxed story about a serial killer about his no about his family oh (laughs) thanks bro (laughs) we had six hours now we got five (laughs) if you don't mind while while you're talking i'm 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 totally gonna listen i'm I'm here i'm invested in your story totally 100 percent. but i'm gonna go ahead and keep trying to break this lock or something get the fuck out of here right jigsaw had a lot of time on his hands to bro plan all of this out for someone who's dying of terminal brain cancer yeah yeah kudos way too I don't know there's a term for it, but you're you're really making good, productive use of your last days on Earth. That seemed a little stupid to me. 
but it's very 2000s. When they went through the video several times and going, like they know about all of the street gangs and the where they have the the spray Stop paint. Stop you real quick. Do you like this movie? It's okay. I like this movie enough, but our conversation so far sounds like we fucking don't like this movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're, we're still talking about what we're, we're talking about what doesn't work, I guess. But yeah, I just it seemed odd that two homicide detectives know where the territory is for a certain gang for just I, three or four blocks. It's a really small gang, apparently. I think that that doesn't that doesn't. It's okay. That's a dumb way for them to notice. Wait a second. Well, do you think we need to call the judge and get a warrant? <laughs> no. Yeah, guess what? You're dying, buddy. <laughs> that was the worst decision ever. I'm going to say it right now. I'm like, that is that is bad police protocol right he there. You went to the Seth Brundle School of Law Enforcement, <laughs> Exactly. <didn't you>? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of a whole funny thing. It would be like, remember Velvet Jones, Eddie Murphy's character on Saturday Night Live? Yes. How he was a spokesman. He would sell different things. I would like to have the Seth Brundle School of X or Seth Brundle School of Y or Z. Like the Seth Brundle School of Science, the Seth Brundle School of Architecture, the Seth, Seth Brundle, Brundle School, School of, of Law Enforcement. Of law enforcement. <laughs> would you like to be a paralegal? Uh, I can't do a Goldblum impression <laughs> right now. You also remember, just while I'm riffing here, those uh, cut scenes at the end of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz where they would do the man that would be, they're doing a, the man that would be Sean or the man that would be Fuzz. Right. Instead of the man that would be King. And one's doing a James... Uh, not James, um, Michael Caine. Yeah, he was doing Sean Connery. My name's Michael Caine. My name's Michael Caine. He wouldn't just say that. Um, wouldn't it be fun to have Christopher Walken and Jeff Goldblum do a scene? Maybe they're chained they're in the bathroom. Oh, that'd be fun to do <laughs> the man who would be Saw. <laughs> the man who would be hobbled. <laughs> Goldblum gets to be Dr. Lawrence, <laughs> and then Walken gets to be Adam. Nothing solid. <laughs> um, Give me that sweet cancer stick. <laughs> in a lot of ways, early 2000s horror movies, they don't hold up visually. Because you called it MTV editing. They're based on... And this is on, like, the death spiral of MTV, too. Sure, but they're based on visually what is popular at the time. So were 80s movies, but they just seem to hold up more to me. Because we're older. Maybe. I don't... But even, like, Candyman from the 90s, it it visually holds up. I'm not a big fan of the movie. It's a little soap opera-y. Okay. Anyway. It just, like I said, it looks like a Lifetime movie cut with an MTV thing, and it's all, like, found... Not found footage, but, like, surveillance footage. That surveillance footage was doctored, by the way. It's actual footage just passed through some processing. Yeah, because... It, which is why the angle looks so weird. You think the doctor really knew that that phone only could receive calls and not dial out? <laughs> I don't know. Also, don't have a fucking cell phone. And not, how old does that movie look? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fucking flip oh, phone. This, this phone's been designed to only receive calls. How can you tell that? Now, if it had been fucked with and had, like, the nine and the one popped off so you couldn't call, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you couldn't hit send. Yeah, actually, no cell phone is actually... All cell phones are meant to at least dial 911. Yeah, there's, like, yeah. Even when there isn't, like, if you don't have, like, let's say you had a landline in your house and you stopped paying the bill and it went dead and it was not renewed, you could still dial 911 and it would go. 
Same with a cell phone that had no plan. Still dial 911. It will still dial out. Yep. Yep. That is a safety feature. So, yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Pop off the nine and the one and the send, and then maybe I can only receive calls. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Cut to it, and there's just no send button. <laughs> this is only meant to receive calls. Why? You can't. I can't send. Oh, there's a note on it that says, Shh, doctor, <laughs> this phone is only meant to receive calls. <laughs> Did you like how Jigsaw was kind of nonchalant when he gets up? He's like, oh, yeah, your key's in the tub. The key to that lock is in the tub. And it was like I could go now until he decided to pick up the gun. Yeah. Or what was it? Yeah, and try to, and then it was just like game over. Well, well. did Adam die? I'm assuming he didn't. That's get my out of there. that's my favorite death. That's my favorite kill is Adam. There's really no kills in this. They said it. You got to say favorite deaths, I guess. Yeah. And I like the implied death of Adam. Yeah, I never thought about it like that, but I, guess I don't. I don't like it. But as far but as the, in, in ingenuity or creativity, yeah. um, my favorite kill or death was. Um, I like the guy who was covered in flammable that's, jelly. Yeah, that's not bad. He had to look around for the combination, but the only way to light the room was with a candle. Yeah. And so you got to be real careful. Um, I swear, I thought there was going to be. I, w- memory, my memory compared to what I watched two nights ago was I saw that girl like digging in like the stomach and finding the key so she could get that reverse like mm. bear trap off of her head. Yeah. When in fact you maybe see her hands with a little bit of like entrails or something. Now but you that may, was it. You may have seen a different cut. Maybe because this was heavily cut to receive an R rating. I don't know what version I may have seen. Same here. Maybe I thought I thought I saw more than I did, and, and that's, that may have been this. And like, that's you know, yeah, that's the point. Implied of, horror well, is worse in many ways sometimes than that wasn't their initial point. Their initial point right. was just to have a gorier movie. Yeah, but I think. The censorship in this case helps it. I agree. The, tone it down to an R because it it puts it. Usually, that's what happens with the MPAA. They end up wanting you to cut something, and then the director finds or the filmmaking crew finds a better way to make the make it more effective yeah. by not seeing it. Yeah my my favorite my favorite kill or, or whatever it would be Adam because like you said, good to go. Yeah. And then he got a little over Ellis with the, I can't believe you did this to me. Yeah. And like the key to your padlock was in the tub. Or did it go down the drain? It went down the drain at the beginning. So he was fucked. He was fucked either okay. way. Okay. Yeah. He would have been fucked either way. <laughs> like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> He's the Dante. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, there's no, there's no happy ending to the movie. No. I, I no. appreciate that too. Yeah. Um, I already said what my favorite scene is. It's that whole reveal at the end, especially and when Jigsaw finally stands up. That shot of him, like you're focused on Adam in the foreground, going through Ben Linus's pockets, and then in the background you see him like stand up and kind of like, oh, ah! like I've been laying here for six hours. Yeah, <laughs> listen, to, hours, listen yeah. to these two. Ugh. What was your? Uh, did you have a magic wand or a recast? I did. I had a recast. Go for it. I recast two roles. I didn't even care about Danny Glover. I cared about Lawrence, and I said, well, if I'm going to replace Lawrence, I'll replace Adam at the same time. Okay. I replaced Lawrence with Ray Fiennes. Okay. I, I think he might have been a little more believable. I don't know. Sure, but you're going for a bigger name. Yeah, I sure am. Okay. Uh, that's all right. And then I, re- I replaced Adam with Seth Green. <laughs> I was going for an age difference, too, and I needed that, and so I was like, eh. 
I can see both of them pulling off those two roles well and playing that. I mean, maybe this is the stage production. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For one night only. It's oh. Halloween. I'm treating myself. <laughs> I'm doing a bit of both. It's okay. not long-winded at all. Right. All right. Um, I'm recasting Danny Glover with Morgan Freeman. All right. And I'm recasting Ken Lung with Brad Pitt. Then I'm handing the script over to David Fincher. <laughs> And we're getting the sequel to Seven that we should have gotten instead of Kiss the Girls. Or was it Along Came a Spider? I think it was Kiss the Girls because Kiss the Girls had Morgan Freeman and Carrie Ells. And then Along Came a Spider was the sequel. I thought I thought Along Came a Spider was a sequel uh, in, in Somerset only to Seven. But is it Detective Somerset? No, it's not Detective Somerset, but it's Morgan Freeman's playing that role that is in all of those James Patterson. Oh, films. okay. Well, it, I would have made it a sequel to Seven, and I would have toned down Jigsaw's Rube Gold. I think Jamie called it Rube Goldberg esque fucking Saul Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. Yeah. Okay. Not that not that the directing is bad. No. Like I appreciate it's her first time out. You know what I mean? And the lighting has that pukey, almost green touch to it. That yeah, yeah, yeah. seven, like fluorescent. yeah, that seven does, but seven has it more like pukey and washed. Uh huh. Um, that's what it's I would pukey. Done. I stand, I stand behind it. I like the spin on Chekhov's gun that they do. You know Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah. You, you see, have a gun in the first act. You have to use it in the third. True. You I have never to thought... use it. You have to use it by the third. All right. So like he gets the bullet. Like you see the gun on the floor, and then he gets the bullet. I never thought about that yeah. in that way, but yeah. So immediately when I saw the bullet, I was like, ah, is there a thing where it's like you can shoot at him or you can shoot yourself? I don't remember. Uh, no, I remember thinking, like, is, yeah. that, is that one of the options? And there's no way he... Like, at the end, at the very end, I felt sorry for Dr. Lawrence. They did, a, they did a decent job with his makeup towards the end, where it's like once that foot comes off, he really gets pale. Yeah. But there was a lot of dust in that room towards... Like as it as the time progressed, it seemed like he got dustier and dustier. Yeah, and it was kind of weird. I'll talk about that in trivia. Okay. Also, the other thing I noticed about Carrie Elway is a little doughy, a little puffy. Ah, yeah. And they tried to put some makeup on him to make him look his make his cheeks look a gaunt. little sunken, and didn't work. Didn't work. Not so gaunt looking. Wesley Wesley looked a little portly. Again, good for him. Means he's living well. West portly. <laughs> yeah. Now we play a game. Now comes your moment of truth. Today, I want to play a game. That game is trivia. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think Jigsaw would have been more well adjusted if he'd had like Monopoly growing up? <laughs> Instead of Mousetrap? Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to play a game. Which game? Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. It's a combination of sorry and mousetrap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate escape room. Oh, fuck. All of the bathroom scenes were shot in sequence. That would make sense. So as to have the emotional buildup for the actors be a little easier to attain, I guess. Now, I don't... All real time for Tobin Bell, though. Six hours, got a little... Oh, no. They, 18 days. They made him stay. He's a very method actor. <laughs> stay, stay on the floor in that blood. Um, the whole film was shot in 18 days. That's short. That's, but that's a, we don't have a lot of time. Yep. It wouldn't oh, surprise me though. Like, money. like depending on the star, it's like one day, two days, 
for Danny Glover or or whatever. And you think like, Danny Glover shot his shit in three days. The the wife and daughter shot their stuff in three days. All in one room. Um, somebody shot. No, I think Danny Glover shot all his shit. Somebody shot all his shit in like a day. I might have it later. I don't remember. All right, that's all right. Um, James Wan did not want this to be torture porn. Nor do I think this movie is. But I think a lot of people lay claim to this is where it started. Oh, it absolutely is where it started. Because the, the more movies they get Where do you go and, from here? If yeah. you do, if you repeat this amount of implied gore, implied violence again, you're just repeating it. You're not right. You're not doing a sequel to it. Do you think Eli Roth? Yes, Eli Roth is. He's the one that really did the. What was it? Hostel. He did the hostel. And there's one. There's a. Well, the woman's got a concrete saw on the cover. Does it descent? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's the one that took it and went. Oh, oh, this is okay now. Yeah. Whoa. Talk about hold my beer. Talk about Saul. <laughs> yeah. Eli Roth. <laughs> he's the bear Jew. He's the bear Jew. <laughs> um. Yeah. This saw is is where it is where it started. <laughs> saw two was approved for production on the opening weekend of Saw. <laughs> It must have cleared out just enough money. I mean, obviously, it didn't need to make much to go, oh, yeah, okay, let's yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> the scene where Adam goes a toilet diving is a direct nod to train spotting. Oh, all right. Because I immediately, as the, I'm watching it, I'm like, that's like the, the dirtiest the, the, toilet in Scotland. Yeah. And then I read that in the trivia. <laughs> uh, I said it earlier, they couldn't afford any exterior shots, so everything is, even if it's supposed to be an exterior, it's, it's indoors. At, or it's at night <laughs> to look like it's. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it's all it's all indoors in studio. We you made a joke about Tobin Bell laying there. That's actually Tobin Bell laying there the whole time. It's not a stand-in or a stunt double or anything. So the majority of his work in the first movie is him laying on the floor. So did you just have an, an opening enough at the bottom so he could breathe without seeing his back like rise? Could you, yeah, oh, I'm sure they just shot around it. And I thought that was he's interesting. not in the shot. I he thought it was up. interesting <laughs> that they mentioned that at the beginning that he was dead. That you he's not breathing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's well, what he's you, not breathing. That's what you always see in horror movies when someone's dead. Like he just fucking breathed. <laughs> we do it, Jamie and I do it all the time watching Joe Bob movies. And I thought that was a fun. I guess you could call it like a joke. It's a nod. Yeah, yeah. it's a nod. The uh, the opening shot, opening scene. Uh, yeah, the opening shots of the movie were the first things they shot. Okay. Yeah. First thing filmed. First thing shown. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if they meant to do that, but. That never happens, and then shooting sequences in sequence never happens. They always, it's so rare. Yeah. Um, the big angle. Uh, I'm sorry, not the big angle. The big city map. Danny Glover's showing like Oh, the, yeah. Do you know what city it was by any chance? No. Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, the weird angle in the two-way mirror shots was done in post. Uh, they had to take the shot and kind of like bend it and doctor it and add that, <laughs> that scratchiness to it. Oh, with really? Effects to make, yeah. Um, to make it look like uh, security camera footage because they didn't shoot any of it in security camera F- footage. <laughs> <laughs> that is my last bit of trivia. There wasn't. A, there was a lot, but it was a lot of it was like not interesting. Or me. did it link to the next movie or something? Some shit like that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There was a lot with Nightmare. I pulled what I thought. Well, was. I mean, of the two, man, I think Nightmare is more interesting. Yeah. Which I mean, final thoughts still hold up. <sighs> I was dreading the rewatch. So was I. I wasn't dreading it. Um, I was not looking forward to it. Um, I was actually, mostly because we we discussed this before. Mostly because I thought this was where the whole 
torture porn horror subgenre kind of came from, and it kind of did. Sure. And but watching it now, I, I was unaffected. It's a little I, more intelligent than that. Yes, either my memory was poor, or I've become a little more desensitized, or maybe a little bit of both. I think maybe, maybe both. both. Um, James Wan and Lee Wanell created the Reservoir Dogs of horror movies. <laughs> it's <laughs> instead of a warehouse, it takes place in the dirtiest I, fucking bathroom in, in the world, Scotland, <laughs> right? <laughs> but. Um, I also – you could see that – what did I put? I said it's a low-budget, limited-location mystery horror film heavily influenced by Fincher's Seven and Fight Club because with Fight Club, you know, the the whole morality of like taking that one convenience store guy and putting a gun to his head. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to college or whatever? And there was, there was part of that kind of mentality sure. with Jigsaw's – inspiration to if you survive this you're going to enjoy your life much better the air tastes better food tastes better you know does it though you fucking put me in this trap this mouse trap that i can't get out that of. i can't get out of um saw is a movie that works great in concept but i feel that part of it is a bit of a letdown just in execution but it's because of the budget it also feels like a little bit of a ripoff of seven they, they, they definitely a, they definitely pulled several I won't say cornerstones, but some definite load-bearing pieces from a couple of different movies, a couple yeah, of different genres. To hold up theirs. To hold theirs up. And I don't I don't hate them for that. No, I don't either. Because what they did, the, the, the kernel of the story is original, and it's it's interesting. And I, I, I like the morality of it, but the characters never have a chance to get out in any of the traps that he set for anybody. Yeah, you know. What, back, let me back up. That's what you get for being mean to Tom Moon, motherfucker. You wake up with a bear trap strapped to your fucking head. Fuck you. Sorry, I'll never forgive her for that. I I'm, forgot that's her. I'm sure it? she's a fine person, but she was mean to Tom Moon, and I can't. Anyway, you're gonna explain to the listeners in the original uh, the Stand miniseries. <laughs> I guess Nathan's going to explain. Yeah, to the no, I just it was it, it took me for a moment being bad. The the girl that w- wakes up with the reverse bear trap. Who have you seen? So she's in on it. Yeah, basically. Is she? They drop that on you in the sequels. She's oh, okay. she's one of Jigsaw's like people. She helps set the. She's she's I be- one of her. I believe she's actually she's a the piece one in the puzzle. She's actually the one with the pig head on. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's. So I guess I think I have seen Saw too. Anyway, anyway, she plays the crazy woman in Kansas that uh, shoots at Tom Moon and um, Nick Andros in the original Stan TV series from the 90s. And she is really good in that role because I still fucking hate her. <laughs> She's great. She's a great yeah. actress. Her stuff was all shot in one day. I know that. Yes, that's that's the one that was all shot in one day. Were you done? Yes. Your final thoughts? I'm sorry. Yeah, pretty much. It's Halloween. I, I, I'm treating myself. I, I, I didn't. I don't dislike this movie. I did. I was dreading it, and it was not as bad as I thought. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was relatively creative. I still would rather watch Seven again before I watch this. I think Seven is a much better film. But that, absolutely. But, but that's it's a different. It's, it's almost apples and oranges in some ways. But you can, you know. I love this when I first saw it. Yeah. Um, you saw it? Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> All jokes aside, it is too long. Like we said, about 15 yeah. minutes or so. And I said it suffers from not being seven. It's just a little bit it's a little bit too extra. Instead of like how seven relies on a bit of character development and... Yeah. I'll say it. Through no fault of their own, better writing. 
the the idea of this story is fucking brilliant. Absolutely, you it's can just, tell why it got funded for the amount that it did. You know, like yeah. that's a really good concept. Yeah, um, just execution. Again, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> is is kind of where it lacks. It some. becomes a, a B or C movie for yes. me. Again, I like it. I don't see me seeking it out to watch watch again because for me watching like. Uh, the only way I would watch the others is if I watched them all back to back to back. Like, I would sit down like, hey, you want to hang out for the weekend? We'll just watch all the Saw movies. I could see I that. I could do that. Because they do have an overarching, like, there's they're, the the sequels are like prequel-esque because eventually Jigsaw does die. Yeah. And then Amanda takes over. But oh, they're, they're well, now you've ruined it. But there are flashbacks with him. Right. Uh, okay. And they do mention very, very briefly in three or part three or part four they mention Adam and Dr. Lawrence. Like I know in, that Dr. In, Lawrence at some point shows back up. I know yeah, I read he, uh, somewhere. But... And whatever came up in Saw 10. I saw 10. It might as well have been 2010, Saw 10. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think the last Saw before they stopped for a while was a 3D version. Yeah. I would like to watch the short. I'll bet the short is really good. Yeah. Um, well, I li- you, we both like... Uh, Lee Winnell, some of his other work, because we both like The Invisible Man. He did that the, from 2020. The Blumhouse? Yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. he directed He wrote it? and directed that. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, he did, uh, I think that he's written a better film called Insidious than this one that James Wan directed. Never seen it. I think you'd like that one. I might bring it at some point. But um, And then Wan's directed a couple of other really decent horror pictures as well starting also with not starting but uh he did um the conjuring okay as well mm. i think those are more powerfully directed films than this one but again like i said they can only do with what it's, they had how how it holds up i give it a c plus yeah um i like your idea of watching them all back to back to back to back um i hate that it spawned the torture porn movement because i just i find that to be Entirely substance. It just there's, felt like we were inundated with. There's zero with wit. There's zero year. whimsy. There's it's just connective tissue enough to get you to the next. Just like what happened with Freddy. Just yeah. I mean, or Friday the Thirteenth, or any of them. Yeah, sure. It's just like I said earlier. I would have told you that's ninety nine percent contained in that room, and I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't. I think that would have made it better. When I took one of my first writing classes in college, um, that was like writing for uh, radio, television, and film. They do exactly what mine, like what my professor told us not to do. What's, What's that? that? Tell the story in flashback. Because it's a you can't tell your whole story in flashback. Correct, but it's 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 too reliant on certain tropes, and that's the reason. Try to n- get out of that habit, and that's yeah. and it was just kind of interesting that after that, I think there were certain movies that were specifically focused on telling their story in flashback. flashback. I just can't fiction, remember. I can't remember specifically like what was going on, but yeah. Sometimes breaking the rules a. works 100% and sometimes breaking the rules shows you like that's why there's a rule for that. Yeah, that's why <laughs> this is dumb. Happy Halloween, gang. Hope you guys are having a safe season of the witch. All right, gang. Uh I'm sure Nathan knows what's coming up next. What are we doing next time, Nathan? Been... Uh revenge movies. Pick 6 revenge movies. Oh. That's a good one. I quit. Eh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save it. <laughs> I'm gonna save it. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying our new uh, expanded but somewhat relaxed format of uh, year-round yeah. shows. But every two weeks, I think it's 
helping us. I like it better. It keeps us more engaged with you. Keeps us in front of you. It gives me something to listen to on Tuesdays. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the odd Friday every now and again. Right. Um, we will see you in a couple weeks for Revenge Movies. Uh, in the meantime, what you can do is get on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're able to rate and or review us. Do that, please. It helps. Even in this uh, day and age, word of mouth. Well, word of mouth isn't a thing anymore, but it's word of review, word of ratings. It helps. Or share it on Facebook. Definitely share it. Um, if you want to, you know. Well, if you don't want to, you know. Don't. Please do it anyway. Please it helps don't. It, it helps us. Don't do it. We don't want you to. Um, we've got new stickers. You got one of these yet, Nathan? No. My wife asked for one. Oh, well, then I'll give you two of them. Lisa Sixpack wanted her version. Oh, do we have any chasers today? Uh, hmm. Let me look. Forgot about that. It's been a minute since we sat down. Um, but in the meantime, go get us uh, by yourself. I think I've got a couple shirts left. Um, buy a t-shirt, buy a sticker. I would buy them both together and get you 10 bucks plus shipping. And then you be the coolest person in school. I'd like, to start doing, uh, I'd like to start doing chasers at the end of just any episode. Since we're only... But anyway, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, regardless, yeah, stickers, t-shirts, give those a buy. Um, I'm going to read this chaser. And then uh, we gonna, are going to get out of here. We're going to go trick or treating. I'm going as Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. Rest in peace, sir. Would you rather have as your movie sidekick a live rabbit or a CGI dog? <laughs> <laughs> that question comes to us from Dr. Bruce in Detroit. Um, <laughs> Dr. Detroit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, that's tough. I'm gonna say CGI dog because then I would like it to be voiced by Polly Shore, Chevy Chase. I think I would rather have the rabbit because it'd be easier to like act with something that was there that I'm not staring at nothing. How would you get it to? I don't know. Okay, that's, that's the trainer's job, not mine. That's true. Okay, so Nathan Live Rabbit Eddie and Travis CGI Chevy Chase voiced dog Yost. <laughs> Still not the guy from Men's Warehouse. <laughs> thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor Bruce. Keep those coming. That was fun. Just because it turns November doesn't mean you can. You have to stop being spooky or weird. Uh, Travis is that three sixty five year round twenty four seven. We will see you next time, gang. In the meantime, stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like, follow, and subscribe to them on Facebook and Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. You can buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeature.com. Till next time, kitties.